welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and Humanity's Ascension in 2029. Okay. Jonathan, you want to be the leader? Of course. I, I always like to be the first one. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, so today's vision came to me and It's a little different than some of the other ones that I've shared with you, but here we go. I saw the earth depicted in a painting of sorts. It looked like a painting with a frame around it floating through space. I saw the painting start to spin, first at a slow rate of speed and getting faster and faster until it formed a 3D image of the world as if it were an orb. Then it was going so fast that I could see through it. It seemed to disappear because of the speed it was traveling at. My thoughts on what I saw was the slower rate that we are traveling normally is almost as if the world is flat, like how the Middle Ages perceived the earth as we speed up our thinking and abilities to perceive the world will change finally when we reach the fifth dimension speed and frequency of light and love, the earth will transform, disappear, and we will be able to create the kind of world that we have always wanted and that we have always dreamed about. The next step will be for all of us to co-create the new world. Major message, manifest the old paradigm disappearing and create a new one from heightened frequency and vibration. For some reason, an old Pink Floyd song entered my thoughts at the very end. Shine on, you crazy diamond. Love well, that. Love that. Okay. Then it. This will be interesting because there's some connections here. Actually, this is three parts. At the beginning, I wasn't feeling very settled. And I didn't know if I was feeling that from any of you as well, but I certainly was feeling it myself. And as soon as I acknowledged my own feelings, my inner vision basically flashed white with some gold fringes around it. And I had the sense of children playing. Um, Staying with these feelings a bit longer, they translated from my sensing they were mine to feelings that they were just some kind of disturbance in the field, possibly mine or otherwise. The next part is I see the diamond shape as you described it, just with the four points and lines connecting it. And it started to spin clockwise. It started out just as an outline of the four points joined by the connecting lines. And as it's spinning more frequently, it's gaining more luster and more dimensions to resemble a full diamond. It's as if we are being both initiated and fortified into another energetic space. It's possible 
should we give ourselves the allowance to start seeing everything in our lives differently. This being from the things that are familiar to us, people, day-to-day -day situations, as well as new insights and visions. Now the diamond has stopped spinning and it's now a fully textured image with a bright sun at the top of the northern point radiating out light from its full circumference. It doesn't feel at this point that any of us are occupying specific directions on the triangle, rather that each of us is part of all the directions. I had an image briefly of two giant angels taking hold of the diamond at the west and east positions. However, they immediately became dragons. Hard to decipher their colors. They look the same. There's some silver and violet and red. They are flying with this diamond with the light intact throughout the cosmos. Then I heard, I'm hearing the cliche, expect the unexpected. It seems that some very big things are coming, both personally for each of us, possibly as this triad and certainly on the larger earth front. I'm also hearing, use your discernment and move forward as you are always divinely protected. And then after I went through all of that, I heard, enjoy the solace that is available within this grouping. And that's it. Okay, so I'll continue the whole spinning or ball thing for everybody. The first vision that I had was me sitting cross-legged in the center of the sun as the sun, which just changed to just being a human figure, like representing humanity and the light coming out and just sitting in that thought of what if I'm the sun? What if we are the sun? So cross-legged human figure becomes the light and this light's just pulsating out and shining all throughout its being to make it cast around where it looks like an orb from a distance and you can no longer see the human sitting in the center. And then the light was just pushing out and pushing out. And then it started to contract and collapse in on itself and became a spot of nothingness, like a kind of a black hole, but that's not accurate, but just more of an empty space. And from there came up a phoenix with fire flame wings. Like last time I had the vision of the dragon flying with the rainbow wings. This one was the phoenix bird and the tips of its feather was its wings were spread out. We know that this is what the visual is of a phoenix, but this one in particular had like true fire flames, which I thought was cool. And then the bird started to fly in a circle and to make the orb of light again and start the whole process over again. Mm -hmm. And the words, you are not the light, you are not the dark, you are the phoenix, so you are both. You are the ring of fire, you are the all, it purifies. That's what came through for me. And then the other thing that I wrote down is as the phoenix exists, so does the light and dark. As the light and dark exist, so does the phoenix. Each birth each other, each exists due to the other. That's all. Lots of similarities. Yeah. 
Okay, so I was feeling lots of energy in my mouth of God center, almost like it's, I had this pole, pole with almost solid and in my temples. And it feels like I'm breathing fire. I see our diamond spinning. Light is being shot out from each of the diamond points. We are traveling into the diamond center as it expands out, feeling our united heart united with Sophia's. I feel a pulse of energy flowing out from her heart to our united heart as her heartbeat, moving out in waves of violet fire, burning away the mind control frequencies. I see a diamond grid with the masters at its borders. It seems to be a net acting as a shield around the planet, not only a shield, but a grid for transporting ourselves. I see red energy unfolding or opening up from Sophia's black womb center as a heart. Speaking of the codes are being broadcast through her heart, much like a radio station. I see the codes emerging like musical chords from her heart, being received by the womb waters of Mother Earth and all life forms through the vehicle of the receptive waters, taking the frequencies wherever they are needed in the physical body. I see the strands of DNA receiving this flow as an electrical current of energy flowing into us, activating our dragon DNA. Our dragon scales repel all that is not of Sophia's will. Seeing us as pure geometry in dragon form, the diamonds multiplied into infinity, changing form as needed with the dragon essence of our true nature. The essence of our nature singing the name of Sophia throughout every cell of our being. The end. <laughs> so a lot of coincidings there. Loved it. When I first started with that whole painting of the earth, I was going, where is this thing going? Going, what the heck is that? <laughs> Why am I seeing a painting of the earth? What the heck is that about? And then I just went with it and that's what I got. Yeah. I felt the disturbance in the field that Bennett was talking about. I just felt that. So I just, as always, just go into my body and ride the wave wherever it takes me. Anyway, it just, just seems like we're one body sharing that individual experience. One body, but with different sides to the bodies, sharing that perspective. I really believe that we're becoming more and more, like you say, one body. And uh, the different aspects of the perspectives are coming in and our thinking. Yeah, I just feel it's more, way more integrated every time we come together. I'm sensing that too, of course. I've been feeling for the last few days, and it's different than other times when I've had similar kinds of feelings. I really feel that something very significant is imminent and I feeling it internally I'm saying okay it's something to do with my existence and I still feel that but I feel it also on a much more expansive level beyond my specific world I have felt for years, okay, I, something's coming, something does. This feels a bit different. 
this I field. think it's getting planetary now. Yeah, this is a silly analogy, but it feels if I'm used to going out and getting a pizza, this feels like I'm going out dressed in a tux and I'm going to spend $300 on dinner. It feels very different. Yeah, in this session, I felt so much more than myself that it was hard to bring in what I was experiencing. It was so expansive. And I just kept flowing with it. Well, I know in the last couple of days, there's been some major solar flares going on. I have a feeling that's going to affect some things. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, brings up a lot of stuff. One I don't think that any of us are an island, even if it, we feel that we are. So significant transition for one is in some way representative of a significant transition for the collective. Interesting I've been time. a very strong feeling that the timeline that originally... <clears throat> was told to me and Sonia and all of us basically about the ascension has just been thrown out the window that it's speeding up quite a bit. I had named it originally that I thought the ascension was gonna happen in 2029. I believe it's gonna happen much faster than that. Yeah, who knows? It's something that's hard to think. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Whatever happens, well, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, taking what Ben just shared back to the Phoenix imagery that came to my mind, because, you know, Phoenix is the bird of transformation. What came to me is that it's the transformation that brings the light because it's out of the darkness that the Phoenix arises. So often we think, again, sitting in the center of the sun, that makes you the light. But really, it's just the precipice or the beginning to the inevitable collapsing of what was just shining so brightly to bring forward what is next. So it's in the transformation that brings the light. I thought of the same word, precipice, a little bit earlier. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. It's got a lot of nuance in it. Mm -hmm. it was, <laughs> this was a really great session. Yeah, it is. Interesting how we went in with an intention today, which we don't normally do, but I just felt like with the power that we have as individuals aligned with Sophia, we can change what's going on. Yeah, I sure hope that is truth. I personally feel more aligned with the thought that it's not for us to change. It's just us doing our parts during this evolution. Like it might look like we showed up, therefore things change. But I like the perspective of things are doing what they're doing. And this is our part throughout this progress process, rather, to hold things down yeah. and allow them to shift and change because change is inevitable. It's what we do here. But we've all been sold a really big lie that if we are enough in some form or fashion, we can stop the madness. And I don't think the madness is meant to be stopped. I think that that's what happens here. And it puts us on our own 
individual journey to wake up from the illusion that there's anything external that needs to happen or be different. I don't know, when I sit in that spot, it allows me one to stay here. (laughs) So I don't get completely overwhelmed and just check out completely. There's real power that I've been feeling with this whole being at home and refusing to participate in what society says we have to do in order to be taken care of. And this true testing and living of faith that we will not be denied. We will not be denied. We will be met with every step that we take that is aligned and feels like our fullness coming into expression and playing in that space. Like how much easier would it be if everything on the outside just shifted (laughs) to prop us up where we have the ease, but what if it's not to have the ease? What if it's to learn how to find the ease within amongst all the chaos, which does not look like condoning or allowing as much as understanding your place and non-place. It takes me back to another song. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. I love that song. And if we can just allow ourselves to, what do they say? Like dance among the flames instead of feeling like we got to put it out, just take a step back. Who knows the stories that we've been told, the level of truth with them, the storyline that we have been told, there's been many great ones who have walked before and they didn't fix it all. And so I think that if there was that outside fixing it, it is that putting that faith in that outside world to provide for you instead of allowing it to be that inside job. And I may have just completely lost my mind to be living like in an altered world within my head that is completely out of touch from reality, but I like it here better. And so far, nobody's stopping me from doing it. I look at it as creating your own. (coughs) I use a basketball analogy. When somebody has the ball, and they're mm-hmm. dribbling the ball and they're close to the basket. And usually their back is a little bit towards the basket and there's somebody defending. And so yeah. they're leaning against each other. So in a sense, the guy with the ball is relying a little bit of his balance. On the on, other guy, right? On the other guy. And so I had this image of the other guy just stepping back. Oh, another guy, the guy with the ball falling, right? (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't happen a lot, but I have seen it. And so rather than going serially or whatever towards the existing energy, the metaphor for me is if you withdraw your energy from whatever that is that's going on that you don't feel like being a part of, A, you're not feeding it as much and you're creating something else. So to paraphrase the great quote from Mother Teresa, when she was asked to join an anti-war march, she declined and said, let me know when you're doing a pro-peace one. It's the same principle. Yeah. When Chrissy was talking, this is what came into my head another little message it said live be and love your truth yeah at least give it a trial run don't we owe it to ourselves to at least 
take it for a spin around the block and see if maybe there's something more. I can't speak. I can't speak for you, Chrissy, and I can't speak for Jonathan. I really can't speak for Sonia, except I'm pretty sure I'm on target there. Our world and the world that's going on is helping to facilitate taking steps that we may not have taken before. What I was talking about before is a big example. The new ways I'm going with the project and everything, they're not new information. They're not new ways. I've had this in my head for as long as I can recall. However, the way that things are shifting is really facilitating self-reliance. It's really facilitating discovery, understanding, and enjoyment of your own universe, your own unique reality, your own unique perspective. Um, and let that be your truth. Let that be what guides you in whatever it is you're involved in. Because the old structures, the guy with the basketball, the whatever, they're not going to sustain. They're not going to sustain themselves that much longer. And they're certainly not going to really be set up to sustain um, the majority of the population. I agree with what everyone's saying. And I also have a perspective of just looking at history, like the Jews having to exile Egypt and mm -hmm. the Pharaoh not wanting them to go or changing his mind and then going after them. And Moses using the power of God to change the physical elements to support their exit. I feel like moments where we're moving in on a world stage is calling us to really unite with our power through source and to speak words of transformation, not only for ourselves, but for what's needed in the moment. So that's where I came in with the focus today is like, I'm pissed at what's happening to these people who are asleep. I was once one of those sleeping people and I feel like I'm being asked to step up and facilitate another reality through the power of what was given to me. Absolutely. There's truth to all of it, but I do believe in the end, it's about us stepping into our power and realizing that this isn't our reality and we can create another one instantaneously through the power of our intention and our word, which is aligned with Sophia. When it's not aligned with Sophia, forget it. That's what I was largely interpreting from what came to me in our session with the dragons taking this now illuminated diamond around the cosmos. I think we all spoke it in our own way. Interesting. I think the whole session today makes me think of that 10-year build of this bright, shining sun star in the sky, and then this period of stillness that I've been in over the last, I don't know, throughout this year, definitely, and last year as I've been healing out of this 
programmed way of approaching life of doing in order to get and instead just really relaxing into where I'm at and allowing myself to receive and playing around with receiving and manifestation on a whole different level, which still requires action, but not the same 3D got to do to get make happen kind of thing. And I've been feeling the shift of I want to continue to serve and do business, but I can't continue to serve and do business from this masculine 3D kind of way. So I'm not quite sure exactly how to move forward from here. And now I'm really feeling, oh, because that's the collapsing of all the things that got me thinking that's what makes me shine so bright so that I can rise again as the phoenix and allow this next circle of light to appear and guide the way i think it's cool symbolism to come through for myself personally as tomorrow marks that 10-year anniversary and instead of looking at it like oh i gotta keep building i can really honor it as i built for the last decade now i'm living and if you're interested in how i'm living then follow along because i'm going to share all of it because i couldn't share the journey before it all happened if that makes sense. I can share, sure. I got this vision and this is where I'm going and this is how I'm going there. But now I feel very called to tell the full story. Like what I want to focus on for the healing circle for next year is going back to that original material that I brought through a decade ago and building that layer of foundation because I taught them integration. And now we can go back and fortify the foundation, like all the stuff that I skipped over to get to where we're at now we can bring it back around and have this foundational approach and allow me to re revisit this same things and same perspective from my 10 year plus having lived it and integrated it perspective i think it'll be a really beautiful unfolding but that transition like what you were saying bennett i can feel that that other side, but I am blind on my path on how to get over there. And I'm so used to making things happen that I keep feeling this. I need to be doing, I need to be doing, but my soul just keeps going towards tinfoil and masking tape and not social media and offer making and buy my stuff at this price kind of thing. Like none of that feels aligned, but yet that's my portal to the world. So I've been settling into this place of how do I bring that next step to the world without having to check off all the checklists of doing to get, I know that's not what it is, but I also know there still needs to be action. So my little balancing act, I feel complete around that. We just came from a family gathering and I opened up the conversation with my family about some of the stuff that I'm working on and I initiated my sister's husband. It was just interesting to listen to their different perspectives and where they're stuck. It's pretty deep, <laughs> the level of stuckness, but just a perspective of how miracles are going to have to come into play to change. As you said, when we were down there, we're just opening up different conversations different ideas and they'll fall where they may um but he had said to me he said what's the difference between what you're doing and the devil's work and wow I, <laughs> and i said i believe in love 
Yeah, <laughs> that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, that stopped that particular conversation. I bet it did. <laughs> and just being real, just being truthful, because I understand through his filters, what we're saying, he hears as contradicting the truth that's in the Bible. So even when we mention certain things like the Bible's been translated 45 times. In the Council of Nicaea, 325 AD, they took oh out several of the books that were in the Bible. I said, this is fact. This is not conspiracy stuff. But I did say, yeah, there's great truth. There are great truths in the Bible. But he couldn't hear that part of it. He only could hear a contradictory force against his interpretation of what was of the Bible and his rigid adherence to whatever he feels the Bible was talking about. So it was really interesting to dialogue with people like this. And because he's got this rigid adherence to family, we were able to dialogue. Yeah, it was great. I decided that I just have to speak my truth wherever I am. That's it. This is who I am, what I am. And if I initiate you, you know, it's time for you to be initiated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have Sophia, Sophia's report, so that's all I know. I always feel it's interesting when most of the Bible was written 300 years after everything happened anyway. And it, it's all mouth to ear type stuff. And you know, where you get a circle together and you whisper something in somebody's ear and it comes back around and it's nothing like whatever you whispered. And that's what happened. You can take it to another level too, that at the time that Jesus would have walked this earth, he would have been using a spoken language, not a written language. So to even take a spoken language and try to put it into written language, let alone translate it through three different avenues before coming to an English version that we get to read. As they say, some things get lost in translation. They sure do. Yeah. Up until fairly recently, because I'm interacting with a bunch of people who are operating on different levels of fear due to one degree or another, but because of the COVID thing, I would find myself getting really irritated at what felt to me to be, I'm not proud to say this, but what felt to me to be stupidity or... Ignorance. Yeah. And lack of rational hmm. uh, thinking. And it really used to bother me. And then I went through the process of retranslating everything and it, it doesn't bother me anymore. Sometimes it makes me wanna cry, but it doesn't really irritate me anymore. And the lesson for me, which is I think a universal lesson is just to be in the unconditional and as I remind myself frequently, every single one of us has their own evolutionary trajectory. I don't know what another person's soul requires or thinks it requires or believes it requires and whatever actions it takes as a result of those. That's certainly not in my purview. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dragon Heart Ascension podcast. If you want to learn more about the 12 stages of ascension, then download a copy of my ebook, Christ Codes, The Ascension Mastery.
Go to ChristCodes.com to get your copy now.